Hello and welcome to the Two Gardeners One Story podcast. My name's Richard Suggett. And my name's Lee Connolly. And in this podcast, we're going to find a piece of gardening news. And get our hands messy and find out what the real story is. Hello and welcome everyone to Two Gardeners One Story with myself, Lee Connolly and... Myself, Mr Richard Suggett. How are you doing today, Mr Suggett? Yeah, I'm very well, thank you. Just uh, not looking forward to winter for some weird reason and how cold it's getting. We spoke about this last week, didn't we? What? Where's this come from? Well, I think last week we were talking about how uh, I'm not turning my heating on. I will. You're starting to suffer now, are you, mate? Starting to suffer, yeah. Certainly am. But we're we're going to go through it. We're we're committed. We're going to see it through. And that's why you're not happy. That's why I'm not happy. Wow. I'm always happy, but you know what I mean. Brace yourself for Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. Bar humbug. (laughs) It's a bit early for that. Uh, On the totally opposite side, mate, she's back. Um, I'm looking at her through my office window right now, and I'm very excited to say she's she's full of water. The hot tub has returned. Oh, yes. As, As you don't turn your heating on, I am risking it all. And heating a tub of water throughout the week. Wow. Yeah. I do love a hot tub. Yep. Well, do love a hot tub. Be prepared for, in the next episode, me to say that the hot tub is back down. <laughs> it's costing me too much. Um, <laughs> but yeah, there you go. What can I say? Yeah. yeah. See, my dad says it costs them about a pound a day to run their hot tub. Yeah. I mean... We're going to work out and see. I mean, that is one of the reasons I'm telling no one to turn the heat. Although I'm getting in trouble for saying, don't turn the heating on in the house. And they're having a go at me, but it's got a hot tub outside. So uh, I'll enjoy it while I can until they tell me to take it down. So apart from a hot tub, have you been doing anything else in the garden? It actually surrounds the hot tub. Is I've been creating an area around it. One of the things I've been planting up is some trees that I had. It's on a decan. So I've been cutting open the decan so I can plant the trees through the decan. Like actually, like I mentioned last week about that that apple tree not getting enough water. Instead of going over, I've left an area around each tree. Yeah. So it gets water to go. So it gets plenty of water for the trees, so I don't have to worry about them too much. Um. But yeah, I'm just creating a bit of an area around it. To yeah, that's my that's my uh, other little job uh, for the winter to create something mm-hmm. for it because I can't actually imagine the hot tub being up over winter for too long. With the cost of the cost of electric at the moment, uh, but at least I can make a nice area for next summer. Yeah, yeah. All about the preparing for next year, isn't it? Yeah. If I can afford to even put it up next summer, who knows what's going to happen? But you know, we're rocking on at the moment. We're partying at the moment. Indeed. Uh, fire, firework will probably hit. That be the next thing over the next coming months, wouldn't it? A firework will hit, and that'll be the end of that dream. I think fireworks. Fireworks has been and gone, but they seem to spread them out over quite a long no, period. They go forever. They? Literally, you can get fireworks start start of November through to end of January. It seems mm, start of October. I find where we are. Really? Yeah, yeah. Some of the possessions because we we have completely not garden related this, but we have so many bonfire societies in our area have one each week so they don't all fall on the same day. Well, that's quite a good idea, actually. Mm. 
I don't not know for yet. people in the area. <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. Anyway, you're not here to hear about my hot tub, but maybe you are. So tune in for next week to uh, to listen more to that. But uh, the main part of this podcast is that uh, myself and Mr. Suggett come together to discuss a gardening story that we have found this week. It is a juicy one, Mr. Suggett. Really? Oh, this sounds intriguing. Um, the title pretty much, um, how do I get rid of this advert? Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, the title says what it is. You ready for this? Yep. Why fake grass is far from green in ways you might not guess. It's one of my pet hates, obviously. Mine um, too. Right, well, brace yourself for this then. Uh, artificial lawns are higher maintenance than the adverts will have you believe. And they'll burn your feet in this heat wave. When was this article? <laughs> We're in November. Oh, it was a while ago. <laughs> anyway, right. still talking about fake grass. We don't mind. We don't mind articles from the past. If we get any from the 1970s, we're really looking forward to some of those. <laughs> uh, I count myself lucky to have a small garden in London. It won't win any horticultural prizes. And no mo may is the perfect excuse for benign neglect. But it has grass and the shade of an old apple tree and a water feature. And in this heat wave, it's a sanctuary. I know it's not a heat wave, but go with me. Most people have the same instincts heading for shaded parks in heat like this. Well, it's really seasonal, this article. We all want grass and trees. But I keep getting leaflets urging me to destroy my leafy garden and to landscape it with artificial grass, allegedly mo- almost maintenance-free. That's in quotation marks. They show gardens with emerald green plastic lawns surrounded the plant-free fencing. These lifeless green carpets are set off with paving stones and have concrete planters. Bleak designs sending a message no living creatures tolerated here. In my neighbourhood, this advertising has worked. Two decades ago, most of London gardens would have been shrubs and grass. Now the the lethal shroud of plastic grass is everywhere. A coal and oil derived product which can't be easily recycled, replacing natural vegetation. Those who adopt it usually destroy front gardens too, ripping out hedges and tiling over flower beds. Estate agents call these stunning low-maintenance gardens and treat them as performance indicators that the house has been modernised. Imagine how grim those bright white slabs and plastic lawns are in this heat wave. I know it's not a heat wave. Artificial lawns get hotter than bitumen and concrete without a blade of grass and no shade and vegetation. They are furnaces emitting an unpleasant smell of plastic. For dog owners, they are particular perils and not just a smell of dog urine. Whoever has fake grass in their garden, one hapless owner of the Isle of Wight wrote last week, don't let your dogs on it. It just burns their paws. Artificial uh, artificial lawns turn out to be high maintenance after all. They need to be watered to cool them down. They need special cleaning products to get rid of them, the smells and stains. And you even have to vacuum them to get rid of leaves. It would be funny if there weren't so serious consequences. Trees and grass have cooling effects caused by shading and tra- transpiration. transpiration. It's like an English test, isn't it? <laughs> when, when water within the tree is released as water vapour through their leaves. Hard surfaces 
typical of urbanized areas are much hotter than areas of natural vegetation. Destroying vegetation changes how the land absorbs and releases energy, contributing to temperature rises. A recent re recent research found that tree-covered areas in cities have a much lower land temperature compared to surrounding areas. Just as serious is the loss of biodiversity, with rampant development destroying the countryside Urban gardens are even more critical in providing a habitat for birds and insects. But now I'm surrounded by concrete gardens and the outlook is bleak. The biodiversity crisis, says Sir James Beaven, chief executive of the Environment Agency, poses as a great existential, I was doing so well, risk to humanity as climate change and called for nature-based solutions to reverse the shocking decline in wildlife. As ever, there's a gulf between these alarming reports and how people just carry on with their ecorodial ways regardless. When so many people choose to annihilate all life in their own back gardens, it's an uphill struggle to cajole them into nature-friendly behaviour. I'm not going to read the rest because there's so many long words in it, but it's, we're pretty much at the end. Uh, in the meantime, from my deck chair under my apple tree, I'll try to block out the sound of my neighbours vacuuming their plastic carpets. Okay, so I'm going to caveat everything that we're going to say after this. With If you have a plastic lawn and you like your plastic lawn, we're not. <sighs> what you do in your own gardens is completely up to you. These are all our own opinions. But please stop listening to the podcast. <laughs> no, I wasn't going to say that. Oh, no, 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 no. I was joking. I was joking. I was going to say, but if you want to send us a voicemail to put your point of view across why you love plastic lawns so much, then please do. We'd love to hear from you. That's a genuine offer. Genuine offer, but I cannot stand plastic grass. <laughs> <laughs> In my personal opinion. And it's not... It's not because I don't – I see them, and I we walked past one the other day with my wife, and Amanda was amazed it was plastic grass. It looks so realistic. But I could see – I could tell. And it does look good, granted, and you don't need to mow it. But mowing the lawn is a job that I quite enjoy, and there's nothing that says you have to mow a lawn. You can leave it to grow lawn. I hate <laughs> – <laughs> Artificial grass. Now, I must say, just in case this ever comes up, once upon a time, I was asked by, I think it might have been Gardeners World magazine, they do something where they they do an argument between two people about different subjects. I was up against Matt Biggs, actually, friend, um, and he said he was doing the pros of real grass. They asked me, to do the pros of artificial grass. It's very early in my career, I should say, by the way, Suggs. Mm -hmm. And I actually wrote an article about the pros of artificial grass. I've been pretty vocal since then that I hate artificial grass because it is just... I love, in the summer, going out into the garden, no shoes on, on the grass. You can't do that with artificial it's not the same no. thing. It's not, obviously, the heat thing, but just the feel of it is just... Ugh. Yeah, no, I agree with you on that. For me, now, 
I kind of feel there are extreme cases where artificial grass might be necessary. But there are other options at the same point. And I think the, the example I would, would give, if somebody's in a wheelchair and um, they can't cut the lawn very easily, do you really need to cut the lawn is my answer to that. I know people who let their grass go very, very long, encourages nature. They might cut it down twice a year. Yeah. But even if you do want to cut the lawn, you get robotic lawnmowers that do the job for you and you can set those up automatically. They are a cost involved, but so's the laying of artificial grass. So there are extreme cases where somebody might need artificial grass, but I also think there's other options. And yeah. Yeah. One of one of the things that I so there's a house that we we park up at sometimes and I take all of to school when I'm being lazy. Um and they've been doing it up and they've got this beautiful front garden and and quite a big back garden by the looks of it. And I was like, wow, it's gonna be nice. And then I saw in the skip the other day bits of artificial grass. And I was like, oh no, they're going for artificial grass. Now that seemed a shame because it's, a, it's obviously being done up by a developer for someone to, to no, they don't even know who's going to move into it. But obviously, it's seen as a, a, a cool, slick thing to have in your garden. But one of the biggest things that we find, and I know that article is about heat waves, but we're now coming into winter and we're going to get a lot more rain that we need, right? And I've noticed over the years on down my road that it is like a river going down our road when it rains really heavy because everyone and i'm guilty of this as well which i'm changing next year is one of my biggest plans uh, i'm guilty of this paving over our front gardens or putting even worse i think it's the same whatever but putting artificial grass down because the water can't go through it it's no because mm-hmm. it's, it's it's you're putting you're basically putting a hard base and then it's artificial grass over the top there's nothing going through it. So you have all this water pouring down through, and this is why we get a lot of flooding even more nowadays, is because mm-hmm. we are paving over everything, whereas the grass takes in that all, all that moisture, and that's what we, we need to happen. That's like our world needs that, right? So uh, that's why we're having issues. I, I totally agree with that. I mean, our, we are looking at getting our driveway redone at some point, and conversations i've had with my wife amanda doesn't really want stones and i've said i want stones because i want it to be permeable but also because the van's parked on there if somebody walks on it it's got a security feature and amanda originally wanted sort of paving slabs right um and now i've persuaded them we've came around with what we're going to be doing eventually with it which is going to be that permeable thing and i've explained to her that all that rainwater needs to go somewhere. Yeah. On our houses, we have gut, guttering to take that rainwater off our roofs and pull it down the drain. Mm. The roads, they have sort of that sort of thing, but they're only built to a certain capacity. And that was when driveways were not driveways, really. They were front gardens. Yeah, exactly. We, um, When we moved here, we block paved over our entire front front garden. And literally my aim for 2023 is to, it's not gone down very well, I'll be honest with you, but to rip that up and make it something that can actually, one, adds a bit of wildlife to it. Because one of the things things that I really notice out front 
is if I've got a hanging basket out back, it does really well. If you've got one out front, it dies so quick because it's so intense, especially in the summer. It's so intense heat out the front. There's nothing that if we had a lawn, when I had, well, I remember when we had a lawn there when I first moved here and it was hot, hot, it, it didn't feel as hot out front because of that. Yeah. Same with artificial grass. If you've got that artificial grass so hot, if you've mm. ever tried stepping on it, the biggest, the my main pet peeve with it is, and I did a, a good few while, a good while back, um, at Ideal Home Show, I did like an advice section. I was just doing like the gardening side of it. And it was meant to be for kids gardening, but the person for garden design didn't turn up that day. So I had to pretend I knew what I was talking about. But loads of people come to me and said, oh, we're thinking about putting artificial grass down because it's easier and we don't have to do nothing with it. It's maintenance free. It's not maintenance free at all. And no. and like someone said, like a lot of people say, oh, we've got dogs and, they, and, and lawns and dogs are a nightmare. I don't know how you find it. You might, you've got a dog, obviously, Suggs, but I'm always getting asked for people what you're supposed to do about urine, and obviously it it it's, it's got, it ruins your grass. And, and people are like, "Shall we get our artificial grass?" Well, like that article says, like one, that's not good for the dogs, like especially in the summer. And two, mm-hmm. you're going to get all that if they go go for a wee in the garden. It's just going to sit underneath the carpet. <laughs> so that would smell lovely when it gets sunny. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I I think about my puppy. Um, she she goes out on the lawn. She might dig a couple of holes occasionally, and if that was artificial grass, surely she would shred that to bits, which is a makes well, it true. even worse. That's true, actually. It depends who laid it. To be fair. Yeah, well, I don't know how tough the artificial grass are. To be fair, but I know she can dig into solid clay in the middle of summer here, which oh, I can't well. even dig with a spade. <laughs> and she can dig a hole. So what? there's that, and then yeah, she does pee on the lawn. It can discolor the lawn, but I've I've learned that if I just grow the lawn a little bit thicker, it doesn't yeah. really affect it so much. I mean, some people I know, um, if anything like happens, if they're out there and they bang on it they'll get a watering can and water that weed yeah. down. So it's sort of, I mean, some people, you know, if you've got a wild bit of a wild garden, it doesn't matter as much, does it? But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I trust for that side of things. It's not good. What I found really upset me the other day is I was, um, I was out with my mates and another, another friend he's sort of a loose, loose friend. Um, come along. He's a landscaper and, uh, you know, he's, He's doing work at the moment, and we talk. We've talked before about artificial grass, and he's like, "I don't like it. Like, it's not good for the environment and all that sort of." He knows. He knows that. But he's like, "I people want it, like, and and you know, I've not got, I've not got loads of work, so I've got, to, I've got to do it." And in my head, I'm like, "Really, really, you should be educating those people." But at the same time, people got to live. I think yeah. the, I think to be honest with you, the only way it would ever stop. I mean, the other day I saw, I think I might have mentioned this before on another podcast, but I saw a, a company that uh, had a van and they were driving past. And without even thinking, I just stuck my fingers up at them. <laughs> it, just, it was a reaction. I don't know where it came from. And I apologise if, uh, if they ever listened to this. <laughs> I don't know where it came from. I don't know. It was just in me. 
that's obviously quite a deep hatred. I mean, you did say at the very beginning you hate artificial grass, and it, it goes to that extent. That... I don't hate the people that do it. I hate the product and what it does to our world. And I think even more than conversations I had with Olive um, about how our planet is and, the, and the, you know, we're not even tapped into what it does to wildlife and stuff like I every morning wake up and have loads of these blackbirds and pigeons just tapping away at my grass and my lawn. And it's amazing. So, you know, they're, they're obviously getting their food. It's like, if I had that was all plastic, you'd have none of that. And where would they go? If we all did that, where would they go? You know, we've got hedgehogs and, and even foxes, do you know what I mean? Going around, around our garden. If we can plastic the whole lot, then what have you got? What have they got as well? We've mm. already built on, We've already built our homes on where they used to live, and now what? We're stopping them even using our gardens. So without even looking to wildlife thing, it's 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 very difficult because it's very easy for me. I don't run a landscape company. I don't run a company that sells sells this artificial grass stuff. So it's easy for me to say, look, I think people should be more responsible of what they're doing to our planet. Um, but I just feel like. I don't know what I just don't I just don't like it. I don't think it's I don't think it's very responsible. I think it's the main thing. Yeah, I mean, I, I, what you're describing is what I feel like the human species. We think we are the only ones on this planet, and everything we do is for our own good. Now, there are that that's generalizing, very generalizing. We are in a motion where people are starting to think more about the wildlife and what we are doing to this planet. But at the same point, some people don't really think about it. It's not on their periphery because they just want a nice-looking lawn. I think it should be banned. I think that the the fact that Chelsea, RHS Chelsea, have banned it from being at their shows is an important factor that we should look into. But... I think the actual product itself needs to be banned. But also, if you look at it, uh, it can't. It's it's a tell. It can't be recycled. This is, is the thing as well. So we've all seen those pictures of just like I think I think the pictures are from America actually, but just like mountains and mountains of this artificial grass that sit there. Yeah, and just looked. They just look terrible. It just looks awful. It's just a. It's just an awful product, if I'm honest with you. I, it, disappo- it disappoints me to see it at supermarkets being sold, and yeah. at like these home stores. I think that's, it, it sends the wrong message out there. And especially, I think what my biggest problem is is that these supermarkets and these home stores, all on their websites, have a sustainability factor to it, and yet they sell that to people. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like a starter drug. If you get like a little bit of artificial grass. You think oh, that's pretty good? Actually, we'll do more of it. And I just think it's a it's a, a bit of a a downward spiral. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, I I can't disagree with what you're saying. It's I just think artificial grass is quite unnecessary, except in some very extreme cases. Yeah. Um, and like I've always said, we take it on a a need. Or a person-to-person basis, you know, we cannot say that one mould fits all. It's become fashionable now, though. This is the problem. It's becoming a, a fashion accessory. Yeah, I mean, I know streets near where I live where either the part, the first person he may actually have a business installing artificial grass have potted in, 
And then all the houses down that road have gone, I'm going to do the same. Mm-hmm. And that's where, I, I, I mean, going back to my driveway, I'm not saying that I'm the reason that a lot of people down our road have all done block paving and blocked their roads, their, their front drives, but I want to try and lead, like, lead by example and say that's not the way we've got to do it. And I've block paved it like, so with someone, we need to start somewhere. Do you know what I mean? We need to like, mm-hmm. what is the word I'm looking for? Like, lead, lead, by example. lead by example. Thank you. Yeah, lead by example, yeah. Um, basically. But yeah, if anyone comes to talk about after you ask me, then yeah, I'll, I'll, um, I'll well, if, I, I'm on, if I'm doing a show, then generally I'll chuck people out that have got official class. I wouldn't go to that extent, but I would try and... I was only joking, by the way. <laughs> I personally would... If somebody I know is saying they're going to go for artificial grass, I would want to find out why they're going for it first and then see what other options we've got yeah. that might be better. It's blue it and expensive be. and all, all, man. Like, a robotic lawnmower, probably you... I mean, I think they're about 600 quid, a robotic lawnmower. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It costs you a lot more to artificial grass, so... You'd be better to spend six hundred quid on if you've got the money to go an artificial lawn your your garden. Buy a six hundred pound lawnmower. Spend a bit of time. There's so many treatments you can get for your lawn, and and you can even get people to come in and every three months come and look after it and put something down to like, like mm. make your lawn look nice. Um, yeah, just do that. Yeah, I mean again. A robotic lawnmower is probably a good answer, but then I think if somebody's got a terrace garden, it may not be, because you're going to have to have a robotic lawnmower for every single terrace. I don't exactly know the exact cost them for uh, a, um artificial grass, but probably £600. If you've got three terraces, £600 for each one, mate. Just get a lawn, get a robotic one for each level. Yeah, that is that may be an answer. Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Well, I do know. I know. I, I know that I'm. I've, in fact, I've recently signed another. But there seems to be so many petitions at the moment for it to be banned. I don't know what's going to happen about it, but um, but I think it should. I, I'm I'm behind banning it. If I'm honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so our question to the audience then is: Do you think that the uh, artificial grass should be banned? You can answer that on the poll on Spotify if you're listening on Spotify. I think the poll only goes out on Spotify, that is. Mm-hmm. Or leave us a voicemail, which you can find in the show notes. Yeah. I'm sorry this is a bit of a negative. I I wish that we could have – I wish I could give you another side to it. I wish I could say, hey, but there are some – but I can't do it in this one. I can't be positive on on this, uh, this subject. Yeah, I mean, I, I try and be fair on a case-by-case – bases but it is tricky because I, I can't even even in extreme cases i think there's other better options but then yeah. what people do in their own gardens is completely up to them I'll yeah hey well, do whatever you want hey it's up yeah. to you it's, yeah it's, it's just um don't speak to me uh thanks for <laughs> thanks for uh for uh listening this week uh like mr suggs leave a voice message a hey, leave a review if you fancy it as well Uh, And Mr. Sugger, I shall speak to you next week. Yeah, I will speak to you too. Cheerio.